Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to The DM with Audrey Brienne and Tyree. Last week we had a Q&A with costume designer Dana Pink. We want to thank her again for her time and hope you enjoyed the episode. And on this week's episode, our season two finale, we reviewed the show Why Women Kill and had a Q&A with costume designer Jamie Bryant. So Why Women Kill is directed by David Warren, and his other works include Devious Maid and Desperate Housewives. The costume designer is Janie Bryant. And her other work includes It, Deadwood, Mad Men, The Last Tycoon, The Hills Have Eyes 2, and many, many other projects. Key makeup artist is Maureen Burke, and her works include Glow and Deadwood the Movie. This series was released August 15th of 2019, and then season two, which is still currently churning out episodes, debuted on June 3rd of this year. So Why Women Kills basically is an American dark comedy drama anthology television series that's created by Mark Cherry. And it's set in multiple time periods where the series depicts the various events leading up to a man's death caused by women. Yeah. So the plot, the first season of Why Women Kill follows three women from three different decades who are all connected by having lived in the same Pasadena mansion, and they all experience infidelity in their marriage. So season one has Beth Stanton, played by Jennifer Goodwin. That year was 1963. Simone Grove, played by Lucy Liu. That year was 1984. And the last one was in 2019, and it follows Taylor Harden, played by Kirby Howell Baptiste. And then season two, which just was released, follows Alma, who is played by Allison Tomlin. And this is the story of a woman that lives in this same house, but in 1949. And a lot of deaths happen, but she wants to become a part of a garden club. And it just follows her story. And we will see what happens because it releases every Thursday on Paramount Plus. And we are lucky enough to have the show's costume designer, Janie Bryant, with us today. Janie is an Emmy award-winning costume designer for her work on Deadwood. She has worked on Deadwood the movie, Mad Men, It, the Last House on the Left, and many other things. Janie, would you like to tell our listeners just a little bit more about yourself? Yes, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited to talk about the wonderful world of costume design and speak with y'all about Why Women Kill, which just released. The second season is just out. You know, I am from a little town called Cleveland, Tennessee, And I guess I grew up with a lot of big dreams and I studied fashion design and then I moved to Paris for a little bit, of course, because Paris is the world of fashion, right? So I wanted to experience that. And so then I moved to New York City because my dad said, you need to come back and get a job and make some money. So... 
was like, well, of course, I'm going to go to New York City and do fashion design there. And so I moved to New York and I got involved in costume design. I met a lot of people who were doing film and I just thought that was so interesting. So I left my fashion design career and went on to doing costume design with movies and television. And then I moved to Los Angeles and it wasn't long that I got to design Deadwood after being in Los Angeles for just a little bit because I had met and worked with David Milch when I was living in New York City. So he asked me to design Deadwood and that's how my career, you know, really got started in period design was through designing Deadwood. Ooh. So here I am today with y'all. Amazing. Starting on season one of Why Women Kill, there are three different stories set in the 1960s, the 80s, and I believe 2019. How did you go about conveying the three different eras and staying true to those periods? Well, that was such an interesting season two design because designing three periods on one show is like designing three shows, you know, with keeping all of the different periods separate in our costume truck, fitting three groups of background artists, creating and designing costumes for all of the three casts. It was super intense. And that was probably the biggest challenge, just shifting, you know, the creative mind for every different period. And, you know, that was a constant throughout the whole series. But I loved it, too, because, you know, it was so fun to live in the 60s again, you know, but like creating a different show than Mad Men, creating different characters than Mad Men. And then you know, being and living in the 80s and working with Lucy Liu. She's so divine. I mean, all the cast members are, but I really just had so much fun working with Lucy. She's such a character and she's like game for anything. So we had a blast. And then going into contemporary design, you know, which I'm really not, you know, that known for. So that was also just kind of like being in a different world as well. But that was the biggest challenge, you know, creating all of these different characters and living in three different periods and shifting your mind constantly to like be in those different worlds. Yeah. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but basically experimenting with the characters, with the colors and the patterns and the chunky jewelry. How do you balance all of this and keep it cohesive or like remember what you're working on at that time? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I start with a script. And so it's really reading the script over and over again, understanding the characters, understanding what their intention is, understanding, developing their color palettes, their design through reading the script and breaking that down and, you know, just having a definite design idea for the three different periods. So then moving on to season two, Alma was considered like frumpy by her neighbors and society. So how did you go about elevating her costumes as the series continued? Like, did it entail adding or taking away of material or getting a tailor in? Like, what was that process like? 
Yes. I mean, I, oh my gosh. Why, why women kill season two has been so much fun. And I love, I love 1949. It's just the best period ever because it's all about Dior and getting out of, you know, those wartime rags. And it was all about the waste and the corsetry and really the ultimate expression of femininity is, is the late forties, you know, the return to petticoats and almost like a revival of the Victorian era. You know, I've read a story about Chanel. She was just furious with Dior. Well, I'm being dramatic, but she was really, she was really upset that corsetry and constricted uh, foundations were back in fashion, you know, because she was the designer who really broke all of those um, kind of like rules of fashion and developed sportswear and knitwear and non-constricting foundations. And I mean, for me, I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God, honey. Like the girdle and the corset is back. I mean, bring it back, right? I mean, I, you know, I definitely live in the philosophy of it's pain before beauty, for sure. You know, it's like everybody has to make an effort. And so I really feel like the new look is all about you know, creating that hourglass. And so with Alma specifically, I love her transformation because, you know, she is frumpy. And in the beginning, she's a woman who is invisible. She is a woman who has not taken care of herself. She is a woman who has this desire to be beautiful, but doesn't know how to get there. So, you know, in the beginning, her costume design was all about beige and celery and drab colors and not having constricting foundations and not accentuating her figure and wearing very like boxy, blousy clothing. And then, you know, she goes from duckling to swan. And I just, I love that story because, you know, you can see her really come to life. You know, we did a lot of uh, different foundations with a lot of different stages. And also, you know, with her costumes, it went from like blousy, boxy, big, ill-fitting costumes to uh, you know, I was designing very fitted gowns for her and more fitted, tailored clothing and that kind of thing. So we did a lot of like manipulation and that kind of thing and recreating her her body. So it was really fun. That sounds fun. I know. It went from like drab to pure glamour. <laughs> I'm like, who doesn't love a little glamour, honey? I love it. Speaking of glamour, moving on to Rita, I think I'm like secretly obsessed with Rita with all of her hats and the colors that she wears. How many outfits did Rita have? And do you have a favorite look from Rita or the Garden Ladies? Oh my gosh, she has so many costumes, right? I mean, the Garden Ladies are are my obsession. <laughs> I, love, I love all of them. You know, they're like they're my like my five swans. I love them so much. You know, it was just with fitting all of the Garden Ladies. It was really like a costume designer's dream because it was you know living in vogue of 1949. And so with Rita, her color palette was all about 
black and white and red and jewel tones and these strong, beautiful, passionate, vibrant colors, you know, and also she is this woman who is totally the epitome of glamour. But also she comes from this world of not being that, you know, she has a real riddled past and, but she has created this persona through things that have happened to her that weren't so great in her life. And so she is a real survivor. So I wanted her color palette to be really strong. And in contrast with all of the other garden ladies, they are in pastels. They're, you know, what I called like my little Easter eggs. So I always try to have them in pastels, very feminine colors, and kind of like create these little birdies around Rita's character. And, and you know, it's like, it's so funny because even in the first episode, we had this kind of like backstory that Rita told all her friends like, oh, it's the garden party dress in pastels. And then, of course, she shows up in, you know, this red, hot, you know, dress where, you know, she thinks her husband is dying. She's praying that, you know, she's killed him off and she's in red. Uh, it's just too funny. I mean, this is, you know, the brilliance of Mark Cherry's writing. It's just so kitschy and fun. And, you know, I was just saying like, oh, thank goodness there's a comedy on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Also interesting. I love hearing about this. So we are going to move a little bit more into just like general Q&A about your projects and um, your work. So, My question is, working in costume design in both TV and film, do you have a preference of one that you lean towards more than the other, and why? Yes, I love to design TV. It really is my preference over movies because I feel like movies take longer to shoot and prep, and you're just creating one story in a two-hour period. Which is great. You know, I designed it and I started out in designing movies, but I really have come to love a TV series because you're constantly developing character with the costume design. You're constantly telling that story visually through the costume design. And also, I just, I love that aspect of it. And also I've been able to design so many period shows with television Mm -hmm. and I just I just love the consistency of telling that story for a longer period of time and and also you know what tv is so fast 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 so I'm constantly designing on instinct and you have to be really fast you have to be intuitive you have to have a highly developed sense of instinct and so I feel like I feel like with all of those things that affect costume design and television. I love using those skills. Mm -hmm. That's funny because that segues right into my next question, which is what kind of person is best suited for a job in costume design? Would you say a crazy person? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I love my job. I mean, I guess all of us in film, and television and in the entertainment business, you know, we, we are a little wacky, 
it's almost, you know, like, you know, you're kind of moving on to the next project continually. I mean, I don't know. Some people say like, oh, you know, you're never stable, but I I think, well, what is stable? You know, I, I think that it definitely takes a person who can also get along with a lot of different personality types, a little bit of uh, a psychologist, because, you know, you're always getting into other people's characters, motivations, intentions, psychology, and understanding how you tell that story visually. Maybe patience and a little bit of sales, you know, because you always have to kind of like sell your ideas and your designs. I always try to be patient with the actors and gracious and understand that they come into my fitting room very vulnerable. You know, they're, I'm like the first person that they really see and talk to about their character. And so you know, they're getting naked in front of me. So I always try to be very, make them feel safe and secure. And I feel lucky that I was brought up in the South because, you know, we are raised with like having manners. And so I think it's really important to like make them feel good and welcome and like maybe good hostessing skills are important too. Uh, you know, I just, I love talking to people. I love people and I love understanding character and how the actor goes through that visual transformation. So yeah, you gotta have like a little bit of everything, I guess, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a good stew, I guess. Right. (laughs) Um, so Mad Men was a huge show and Mad Men did a collaboration with Banana Republic. How did that come about and how hands-on were you or like, is that something that you worked on? (laughs) Yeah, we, you know, we did three design collaborations with Banana Republic and I, I really truly, truly thank Matthew Weiner, the creator and executive producer of that show, you know, our union, the Costume Designers Guild, is having a lot of conversations now with the producers because, you know, the studios have made a lot of money off of our designs. You know, when I designed it, I don't know if you all remember, but after the movie came out, there was, I mean, every costume shop online, in-store, didn't matter sold out the it costume people were sending me their costumes that they made on their instagram of pennywise and like the studio you know made a lot of money from it pennywise and then the next year i went into my dog food store and there was a pennywise costume made for dogs i was just like oh my god i really my agent really did not make a good deal for me because you know, this this is like all licensing. So so now the Costume Designers Guild is talking about, you know, the costume designers should be paid for their designs and compensated. And it really is up to the creators of the show to help make that happen. And I can only say I'm so thankful for Matthew Weiner because he had told Banana Republic, if you want to create... Mad Men collections, you have to have Janie Bryant 
with you making these collections. So I worked with Simon Bean and the 50 designers of Banana Republic. It was such a great experience to work with them because I got to work with the knitwear designers, the menswear designers, the ladies designers, their bags, shoes, you know, all the accessories. It was, it was great to work with them. And we developed these collections that were so successful. They sold out, you know, in, within two to three weeks, every single one of them. So yes, I worked, I was very hands-on with working with Simon and his team. That's incredible. Well, you answered the next question, which was, I wanted to know your feelings regarding like the upsurge right now, like in costume designers seeking that, that credit and their rightful compensation. So I'm actually going to ask another question about your Mad Men Banana Republic collab, which is you said there were three collections. Can you walk us through what those collections were like? Yeah, so the first collection was really based on the early years of Mad Men. So it was much more in that early 60s design and style. And then, you know, it was, it was great to kind of move the second collection into a little bit later of the 60s. And then the third collection was really about kind of like this mod hip later 60s era. So we got to, we got to experience with kind of like the whole decade of the 60s with each collection. So it was really, really fun. Amazing. I feel like we've lived in every era. (laughs) I know. Well, that's the fun thing about costume design. I mean, you know, people, I love that question. What is your superpower? And I say my superpower is time travel. I mean, it's, it's so fun to create all these different worlds and different periods. So that is my next question. What is your favorite part of your job? Or like, do you have a favorite thing that sticks out to you? Yes. You know, I love, I, like I was saying, I love the transformation from actor to character. You know, the, the actors come in my room and their contemporary clothing. So boring. Their jeans and t-shirts. I'm like, come on, we are going to make this world transform into the past. And so that is really the fun part of my job is I love seeing the actor transform into the character. I also love that I get to not only work with female actors, I get to work with male actors. I get to work with kids. I get to work with bodies of all shapes and sizes and and that I love getting into the psychology of a character and figuring out the color palette, the silhouette. I mean, there's so many aspects that go into costume design. And I love it that it's not about fashion. It's about creating a character. And there could be a character that is a total fashionable character, like in Why Women Kill. But there's also Alma, who's not fashionable, and she's Trumpy. And it's amazing to play with all of those elements and create all of those different shapes and different periods. You know, so it is creating a world. And that, that's why I love period costume design specifically. Lovely. And so we want to know what is next for you and where can we follow you? Like, where can people go if they want to see your work? So I'm doing a lot of 
really exciting things right now. I've just done my first menswear collection. Well, I shouldn't say my first menswear collection. I've, you know, with Banana Republic, we did menswear collections, but this is a standing collection with InheritClothier.com. And that is an online menswear company where men can go to do bespoke clothing or they can buy from our collection, which is called Bryant Draper. And it's, it's so great. It's really inspired. This first collection was really inspired by the men of Hollywood. You know, Don Draper was a big influence. I know he's not a real man, he's a character, but, you know, he inspired me for this collection as well as just like the glamorous, stylish, most stylish men of Hollywood. So that's been amazing. And then I'll go and speak in Colorado Springs with, at a menswear event for InheritClothier.com. And I'm also designing the prequel to Yellowstone, which is set in 1883. And right now, Why Women Kill season two is out. And I'm working on some other collaborations as well. You are booked and busy and we love it because (laughs) your work is, is brilliant, especially, you know, Why Women Kill was so enjoyable to watch. And I found myself staring at the costuming every single scene there was just always so much even in your background actors that I saw of just you could tell there was a lot of thought put into everything so we we really enjoy your work it there's a lot of thought and a lot of love that goes into it and I'm so glad that you said the background actors because you know they're they're so important too it's I I approach it as like a painting so I Thank you for appreciating the background actors too. And you can find me on Instagram. I have two Instagram accounts. Uh, one is Janie Bryant, which is my personal Instagram. And my work Instagram is costume designer Janie Bryant. And I'm on Twitter and Facebook too, but I, I, I guess I've just been focusing on Instagram. <laughs> nice. Just last question. Do you have a website at all that we can direct people to? Oh, yes, of course. It's www.janiebryant.com. There you go. (laughs) And that wraps up another episode of The DM. Thank you so much, Janie, for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us in the season two finale of The DM with Audrey Brienne and Tyree, where we reviewed the TV series Why Women Kill and had a Q&A with costume designer Janie Bryant. You'll find links to Why Women Kill's homepage and streaming services in the description box below. A special thank you to Nearby Sound for our theme song. If you enjoyed the show, please introduce a friend to our work and subscribe and tell them to subscribe as well. Follow us on the DM.net or on Instagram at Audrey Brienne and at Tyree Style. The DM is produced by Joe Passarelli, Audrey Brienne, and Tyree. 